1: And uh, Dakota and I, it's, you know, it's a lovely sunny Friday morning and Dakota and I both look like we've had a rough week and I think that's okay. It's January. We're all just like struggling a little bit to get things sorted, but Dakota has plans for a run. So like mental health, physical health, positive. Yep. And I'm going to write about hay hauling regulations today. So, you know, different things for different people.
0: What? By the way, what's this like? You guys can't see this, but Alyssa has like a literal halo around her face right now on the screen. I don't know if it's like the sun coming into your office. Yeah. See, I'm like, it's all blessed today. It's lovely. Blessed today. Yeah, twenty twenty one is starting in February. We're all we're fine. I know.
1: Well, it always starts in February because it's it my does. birthday. <laughs> my birthday month, true. so we go with that. That's true. Um, but today we have one of my most favorite people on the planet, and she knows this, and I tell her this all the time. But I adore her like a thousand levels of moon and sun and stars. And um, we have known each other for years now, and I first met. Um, the amazing Karen Anderson, who um, is the president of Alberta Food Tours, and I first met Karen when back in my tours in Calgary days, when I hired her to do food tours for international media, and uh, she was always my first call whenever I had media guests coming in because um, I knew that she would always provide the best experience for um, for them and be able to show off Calgary in the best light, and. Um, the friendship continued um after i left tourism calgary and um i went to india um on her indian food tour um that's what led me to india and i mean for basically almost a month like eating the most amazing food and meeting people like that you would never get access to if you just went to India on your own and eating in people's living rooms and all of that. Like there is no one that knows um, India better than Karen, which um, is why she even has cookbooks on Indian cuisine. Um, and now, and and then I started working with her um, when I went out on my own, um, doing some marketing for Alberta food tours. But um, I, like my my goal one day is to be Karen Anderson. And I think um, <laughs> she, she, She's just all the, I think that's probably why there's a halo here today, because that's all Karen's doing, because she is all the, the light and love on the planet. But just a huge, big virtual hug to one of my awesomest friends ever, Miss Karen Anderson from Alberta Food Tours.
0: So welcome, Karen. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Thank you
2: both. It's really <laughs> great to be here. And uh, um, there's no halo here, please. <laughs> Uh, just, uh, I was saying I'm almost 60 this year. I'm going to be 60 this year. And uh, it's just life wisdom, right?
0: <laughs> Not yes. the
2: same over and over. <laughs> maybe
0: that's it. I guess that's the nice thing about getting older. <laughs> I certainly love that. I feel slightly smarter every single year. Just just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I think,
2: you know, too, that I heard something the other day, louts to, you know, 1,500 no, 2,500 years ago, you know, when he was dying, he was a great sage. And, and when he was dying, all his uh, followers gathered around him for a word of wisdom. And they said to him, why are you joyful every day? And he said, well, every day you get up, it's a choice. You're either joyful or miserable. And he said, so far every day I chose to be jo- joyful. So I think that's kind of a good life philosophy. I live by that.
1: Yeah. Well, you are certainly joyful um, always, um, but this is Dakota's first time meeting you, even though she's heard about you oh, for yeah. years. So yeah. um, how about, Dakota, tell us your um, introduction into the world of Karen Anderson.
0: So I've been hearing about Karen Anderson since I met Alyssa. And <laughs> Alyssa, we established what we met about five years ago, just just yeah. about five years yeah, ago. Five years. Kind of both started our companies, Alyssa. From listening to this podcast, you guys, you guys kind of know the timeline. Um, so my impetus into the world of Karen Anderson came with a birthday present from Melissa, where she <clears throat> gifted me this wonderful food tour to a place that has always been really special to me the Bam Springs Hotel. So I've been going to the Bam Springs Hotel as a true blue Alberta girl for probably my whole life. I've been lucky enough to stay there multiple times and have lots of experiences there. And as a little girl, my grandfather, who used to take my aunt and mom there to ski, he used to bring me there um, from the time that I was two years old. And I'd run around that hotel and explore it. And I love it. I It's got so much... It's got so many memories for me. So Alyssa <clears throat> bought me a food tour via Karen's company, Alberta Food Tours, um, to the Banff Springs. And... Alyssa and I got to spend an entire day together drinking wine, eating at all of the restaurants. And at this point, the Bath Springs had just undergone a massive renovation to a number of their restaurants. So we got to see the new offerings that they had. We got to meet all the chefs. Um, it was the most intimate, wonderful experience. And it was all topped off by like a history tour at the end where I learned stuff about the Springs that I didn't even know such as there's fossils in one of the stairways and there's a painting in one of the upstairs hallways. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Alberta and been to the BAM Springs out in the mountains, but there's a painting in one of the hallways that's like a hilarious, you screwed up to to the person who actually built the BAM Springs because they built it backwards. Um, It should have been facing the other way. So either way, this is the kind of goodies that you'll get on these amazing tours. And it was just a day that I will never forget. Uh, One of the best memories I think I have with Alyssa and one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given um, as far as like an experience goes. So I already like thought Karen was pretty cool, but then (laughs) after this, I was like, Oh my God, I need to like, meet this woman. Um, And then I'm still not really entirely sure why we've never actually met in person, but either way, I'm so happy to have you on the cast today.
2: (laughs) Yeah, likewise. Nice to meet you because Alyssa sings your praises too. You're very talented.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So
1: why don't we start with the fact that Alberta Food Tours wasn't your life until... (laughs) 11 years ago like you had a whole existence between before Alberta was even started so tell us a little bit about um, where you began as Karen Anderson
2: how do I add up to 60 years old? (laughs) (laughs) oh we'll take the short route no you know I I was lucky I grew up in a food loving family with uh, you know one grandfather was owned a fish market one grandfather was a market gardener and You know, three generations of great cooks, and these are things I took for granted growing up. I thought everybody had three home cooked meals a day, and beautiful food fresh from the garden, or you know, buying it from farmers that you knew. Uh, Peddlers would come around. We'd put up, uh, fill up our root cellar for the winter, and uh, get a half a cow. Or my uncle raised pigs. So this is the way I grew up. I thought everybody grew up that way, but. You know, I went to nursing school. I was passionate about nursing because I started working in a nursing home when I was uh, 16, and I just fell in love with taking care of people. And so I had a great nursing career. I was passionate about it. I, I worked in death and dying, and I went to the States and became a nurse practitioner and came back to Alberta and started some nurse practitioner programs. But, you know, I suffered a a big loss in my life. I lost my first child. And it did make me question a lot. Uh, And long story short, I just noticed as well that when I was at the nurse practitioner level, uh, I ended up uh, treating people with heart disease and high blood pressure, diabetes, um, joint problems. And it was all food choices and inability to cook. Uh, that led to these health problems. So I thought I'm never going to really have effect on this if I stay in nursing. So when I had my uh, healthy son and he was thriving, I decided to switch careers and I started in food writing and gathering a lot of great stories. I was lucky enough to um, get some columns with CBC Radio, City Palette, wrote for Avenue, WestJet, Calgary Herald. And I just the more stories I gathered, I did a lot of volunteer work for Slow Food International, promoting local farms and food and running events for them. And so, you know, just being a storyteller naturally and gathering all these stories, I started to see clusters of great businesses. And the more that I connected people personally with business owners, the more impact I saw I could have. And then, you know, also teaching people how to cook, um, Was important to me. So I started to do a lot of that as well. So I started in 2006. So this is actually 15 years now. And, uh, you know, I didn't do it quickly. Uh, I wasn't doing it 50 hours a week in the beginning uh, because I was raising my son. But, you know, now uh, I work a lot, but it's very fulfilling and I love it.
0: That's such an amazing story. Like just a true opening of a business for pure passion reasons. I love that. And Karen, I grew up very similarly to you. I was really lucky in that capacity that I was always surrounded by the restaurant scene. My grandma is a former chef. So my family owned restaurants in Calgary. And so I got to grow up watching that and understood about farm to table and stuff like that from a young age. Um, but you're right. Not not everybody gets that. And um, if you're not enjoying what you're cooking and what you're eating, it can definitely lead to to issues, which Alyssa and I have also talked about on this cast. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. But. yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's been really fun. And by 2016, uh, Alyssa came on board Alberta Food Tours because we did a crowdfunder. We were originally Calgary Food Tours. And we did a crowdfunder in 2016, and Alyssa came on board to really help with, with a strategy with that ATB uh, crowdfunding initiative that we did. It was um, quite a brouhaha running one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had I think no idea. That was way more work than any of us thought it would be.
2: <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. But we did, you know, the biggest perk of that, we were expanding to Canmore in Edmonton. And that whole process. It not only raised funds for us; um, we raised twenty-two thousand dollars, which really helped with our expansion. But it also raised community, which I, you know, really hadn't thought about going into it. But it ended up being the major bonus of that whole thing. We got to know people in Canmore and Edmonton and all over Alberta as they came around to support us. So that was amazing. So Alyssa started working with us then, and really, you know. Um, was a great leader uh, helping me through that time period. And in 2017, I was doing research for a book called uh, Food Artisans of Alberta. And, you know, i, I create, that's how that Amp Springs tour that you love so much, the Eat the Castle tour, that's how that came about because I wasn't sure whether they should be in the book. I wasn't sure how much local they did. But when the executive chef took me on a tour, through the 11 kittens, and I learned how much local they were using supporting 25 farms I was like wow this should be a tour <laughs> and so in 2018 we uh once we got everybody on the vamp springs on board with that idea which was a project in itself we expanded to Banff. and in 2019 we had sort of reached a pinnacle uh now it's a pinnacle back then I thought it was just the beginning of a exponential hockey stick but We've had a setback called COVID, but in 2019, we had 18 guides. We were in four cities. We had two Canadian signature experiences. Uh, We were running international tours and uh, and then came last year. So I don't know if you want to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely want to hear
1: how, like, this is a big part of what we we want to talk about is we, we hear so much about um, the struggles. I mean, obviously everybody struggled through COVID. We've talked about our own business struggles um, last year. Um, but what is most inspiring to me and, and sort of the people around you is how you basically changed your whole business model. Because of course, there is no food tours. You can't be with people <laughs> to do food tours. So, And that may be for the foreseeable future. So. You basically decided to do a whole new thing with Alberta Food Tours for, to get through COVID.
2: Yeah. Do you want to know the secret?
1: Yes. We always want to know secrets.
2: <laughs> well, this is the secret. It, ha- it, it comes down to your why. So my why has always been to improve the health of the people by helping to create healthy soil food and then the people come out of that, right? So how do I do that? By influencing people's choices, by supporting farmers who are organic, biodynamic, regenerative people that take care of the soil. Because uh if you don't take care of the soil, you have no nutrients in your food. If you don't have nutrients in the food, you're gonna have weak plants, weak people. So because that's my why, you know, Coming up with ways to serve that why is pretty easy. Uh, If I can't do food tours and tell stories in person, what, and the other thing is the whole reason for my business is to serve my community. So, what does my asking, always asking, what does my community need right now? So, you know, (laughs) last year this time I was in Thailand taking people on a beautiful culinary tour and I came home. And there was rumblings about COVID in China. And when we left Thailand, the Thai borders were just being closed to China. We all wore masks home. But I was home for 3 weeks and then I went to India <laughs> for 3 weeks. And I still really didn't think COVID was going to shut us down. But I came home March 10th and March 12th the order came down to lock down. So and I really still didn't absorb it. I just started Baking, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> as we do, <laughs> and I, you know, pretty soon I realized that there was a need for people to have ideas of what to cook. People were stuck at home. People were looking for uh, flour and uh, yeast, if you recall. And so, you know, for my own sake, it's still so therapeutic to bake and cook. So I just thought, well. I'll just start posting recipes. And then for Alberta food tours, I was like, well, okay, people need more ideas and they need to know how to cook from a pantry. So I thought, oh, we'll put up a PDF on how to stock a pantry at three different levels if you're a novice cook, if you're uh, a competent cook, or if you're proficient. And, And then we'll give people recipes for those levels. So, you know, we started that. And then the next month, we came up with a different idea. And then it was spring. And it was like, Uh, you know, barbecuing, then it was picnicking, then it was harvest. So we, you know, that was one way to serve our community was to give them ideas of what to cook since they were all stuck at home and not wanting to go out. We were always giving people uh, ways to source uh, Alberta-made ingredients. And then it became obvious we were not going to, by summer, we were not going to be able to return to in-person food tours with groups of 12 to 14 people. And I'd always wanted to develop an app uh, but uh I never had the time so this year I had the time, and because our partner Travel Alberta was not marketing to the rest of the world, not using those funds, they came up with a plan to offer five million dollars to Alberta operators to innovate um, to come up with new tourism offerings and uh, so I applied and was successful in getting uh, a very solid grant uh, that allowed me to keep my operations manager on and uh, our digital communications person was able to come back on. And we developed uh, something that we called the Alberta Food Finder using a a platform that was out there. It comes from a company in Estonia. And I'm sorry, it's not in Alberta. (laughs) It's not an Alberta company, but we wanted to do this very quickly. And we just pay a a very fair licensing fee. And then we were able to take their scavenger hunt platform and completely customize it to create uh, a self-guided food tour. That's a game. It's entertainment. It's education. So uh, I now live in the Kensington area of Calgary. So we started here. And uh, we... The nice thing about it is we used to have feature five partners when we did in-person tours. We now have over twenty partners in the neighborhood because uh, on the game, there's thirty clues, and each of the clues relate to different businesses or art or uh, history of the area. So we're able to feature a lot more people involve a lot more community, and uh, so we were able to get that up and running by before Thanksgiving. And uh, unfortunately, the restrictions have just gotten tighter and tighter. So, you know, again, that, you know, we are working on Canmore. We're working on Banff. We're going to take it to Edmonton. We'll be doing road trips with that app. That will be something we'll scale up hugely over the next uh, few years. But again, because we got shut down by more restrictions uh, and the businesses, the restaurants are shut down. I needed, you know, as a business, we needed cash flow. So again, we go back to that question: What does our community need right now, and what can we do that helps soil, food, and people? So uh, people need help with shopping. It was before Christmas. So in early November, we came up with the idea. uh, I was at a meeting, uh, and somebody shared with me they were volunteering for youth mental health program and how devastating. Uh, things were there, and I was like, okay, that's the reason I need to uh, do care packages for people. And my son is at university when I was in college. My grandmother sent me care packages, they were always uplifting. I, and I want to send them to my son, and that it doesn't even have to be a big thing, but he gets a kick out of it, right? So I thought, let's um, show the, each other that Alberta cares, we care about each other. And so we developed Alberta care package, cares packages, and uh, we started with comfort food, and we included five different comfort food recipes, I guess it was six, and to, you know, um, 18% of the profits went to two mental health charities, one in Edmonton that gets kids off the street and cooking in a bakery, and the other one here in Calgary teaches them uh, their signature strengths. Uh, so we did that. We, you know, I ordered 50 of each thing from six different businesses in the beginning. And that sold quickly. So I ordered hundred more and then we ended up, uh, buying hundred more. So we sold 250 of those packages. So that went really well. And then I thought, okay, let's scale that up. So we're doing a chocolate edition, uh, for heart month. And now we're able to involve 11 businesses. And we're helping two hard help charities. So then the next thing is going to be a breakfast in bed box. And then we'll roll out something for summer harvest and, and Christmas again next year. So I think that this is great. I'm, uh, you know, but again, you know, that ability to innovate comes from going back to why are you in business in the first place? Who are you serving? What's your reason for being here?
1: It's Amazing. as As a very fortunate person to have received one of those, uh, Christmas, uh, boxes, um, as a nice gift from Karen. Um, what comes through in all of Karen's work and the care packages are just one of those things is that the partners and the people she works with have been her friends and partners for years. And I think, um, that's why Karen has such a great name in the community and that, um, because she walks the walk. And when she talks about supporting small business, she supports small business and she ensures that they are the ones that are, um, at the top of the list to, to get her money and to be a part of Alberta food tours. And I think, um, that reputation, and and this is something all business owners can learn, I think, is that your reputation matters more than what you do. And because if you you can have the greatest product or the greatest service ever, but if your reputation or you as a person are um, lacking, um, those things will never um, come across. So the fact, I mean, that Karen is the person she is and has the connections and the, um, as she said, her community is what is most important and is her why, I think is something that a lot of business owners can learn from.
0: Absolutely. And I just have to say, like, with the state of the world right now and any marketing activities right now, and Alyssa and I have harped on this in so many podcasts before, your why and your story are the most important things that you can explain and educate your audience on and your consumer on in order to you know, like get them on board. Um, because we're all looking for a little bit of levity right now. Um, and people want to experience and and um, identify with what you're doing. So Karen's kind of a rock star in this department, and she, isn't like, this is just who she is. So, you know, <laughs> we'll be sure to link to everything so you guys can thoroughly check her out in the show notes, as, including yeah. her boxes. You can enjoy one of those.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this was going to come out before February, but, um, or February 14th, I think whether, yeah, I think it does, Yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll make sure to link to the uh, February chocolate boxes. So everybody can check those out too. Um, but, On a side note, just because I'm curious and because um, she's my friend, um, any more cookbooks coming out in the near future? yes. Yes.
0: I'm so excited. (laughs) uh,
2: Well, I hope so. I mean, the work we've been doing for uh, the last mm, 11 months, months, yeah, uh, with writing what I call Eat Alberta First. (laughs) Um, I think we have 11 chapters that I've written in that. And right now I'm working on the final chapter uh, involving uh, friends who are uh, First Nations and Métis. And because, it, you know, talk about a head smack. I was like, oh, I'm writing a book called Eat Alberta First. So I should ask the first people. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's kind of important. (laughs) (laughs)
2: How they eat Alberta first. And, you know, I have some Métis and uh, First Nations people that are lovely cooks. And so the recipes are coming in. I'm really excited about them. And I uh, just met a mushroom forager. Oh, anyway, that's another whole topic. But, yeah, so that book, I've pitched the idea to the publisher from Food Artisans of Alberta. And I think it's a great follow-up because, you know, All throughout, we just keep pointing back to the great producers of Alberta, and I think there could be a nice directory at that. So, you know, if they don't take the idea up, um, we may then dabble into uh, uh, self-publishing online, digital publishing. Um, But I'm hopeful that they will like the idea enough. The recipes are there. They're solid. They've been tested. There's lots of photos I've done over the last year. And uh, the response to the recipes has been great. And then, you know, not every cookbook comes together very quickly. So that one, you know, writing it over a year been, you know, very intense. But I, for four years now, have been working on another India cookbook called Faces, Places, and Plates, a South India road trip. And uh, this is a passion project between myself and my collaborator. Pollyanne Carrier who's a wonderful photographer based out of Vancouver and Pollyanne and I spent about 50 days on the ground in South India with a guide and a driver and visiting all my favorite South Indian chefs and home cooks and uh, photographing them in situ taking photos of the food and spices and the landscape and so we have a blog called Faces, places and com where we're slowly building that book. And, you know, it really just rolls along. We introduce you to a face. We, then the next post is the place where they live and then several posts about the plates that they've presented because of that uh, geography and their life there. So I don't know when that will be done. <laughs> I, I think it, we're getting near the end. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, have this business to run and Pollyann is an entrepreneur and has a few things on the go always. So, but we're getting very close and that, then it, it becomes again, as a uh, writer, you have to pitch and find a publisher. Um, when we wrote a spicy touch, Nirbanu uh, Nimji, my mentor and beautiful partner, she had been, uh, self-publishing for many years and had a huge following. So we went that route. Uh, And I'm glad we did, but um, I was able to sell the rights to that book to um, a a great publisher. So I no longer have to store, distribute, market, (laughs) sell um, those books. And and, uh, frankly, I prefer that route the route of going with the publisher after doing both. But um, thank you for asking about cookbooks. It's still a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, almost every day I'm thinking about uh, writing and, and, um, and cookbooks. I just love them.
0: I actually didn't know about this. I'm like probably going to go onto your website after this and like buy everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about this new one. Uh, What a wonderful idea. Well, thank
2: you. I think it's, I think, again, it serves Albertans and, um, you know, it's fun because chances are, you know, if you live in Alberta, outside of the two major cities, you you know, chances are, you're going to know one of these people we're writing about. (laughs) Yeah. When we talk about these food artisans, we covered 200, Tilly and I, my writing partner for Food Artisans of Alberta, we covered 200 people in the province, plus way more uh, drinking watering holes and farmer's markets. So, you know, with 4 million people in the province and and spread out the way we did it over six regions, I think it's so personal. It's such a small community. Um, And I think that that book could touch so many people.
0: Absolutely. So Karen, um, obviously, I think we could like chat with you for hours. (laughs) But I have a couple of questions just to kind of taper off this cast with you. Um, And and again, everybody, we will link back to all of the wonderful things that Karen and Alberta Food Tours are currently doing um, in our show notes. But can you tell us a little bit about what your favorite recipe is? This is going to be a tough one for you. And then Mm -hmm. your favorite place in the world to eat.
2: Well, and... I'm glad you gave me a little heads up on that favorite recipe because that did that require <laughs> It's some a
0: thought. big one,
2: yeah. This but fun. I'll tell you, um, when I was growing up, you know, I was born in 1961. I'm mid-century vintage. And, uh, in the uh, the, the lovely
1: kind. <laughs> but in the lovely <laughs> province of New Brunswick. I mean... Yeah.
2: In a town, and a tiny town. Yeah, an idyllic little town in New Brunswick on the ocean. And you know 1500 people you're close to everybody yeah, I grew up in uh catholic but my mom one of my mom's best friends in the baptist church <laughs> Jerry Van Tassel gave her this magic thing called sweet sour dough and she gave, gave her like a cup and then you had to feed it and there was she gave her six recipes but you know i guess when i moved back to alberta in 1994 uh my mom Flew out and brought me a cup of that because I had asked her to, and I've kept it going since 1994. But again, during COVID, <laughs> I um, I got thinking. Well, how could I share this with people digitally or virtually? Because I can't take them a cup of this. I need to know how to actually start this. So I had done a bit of research when I was home uh, before COVID. Uh, lockdown, and um, I guess that would be November of 2019, I had started to do some research into it, looking through my mom's cookbook, talking to her friends from the Baptist church, Baptist church ladies. And <laughs> I, uh, I was tracing, I, I was able to trace down a starter for it. And then that led me to uh, searching certain things online. And I came across a recipe for something called Herman. Hermit. Herman, the, sourdough, oh, the sweet no. sourdough, yeah, and uh, so then I decided to call my updated sweet sourdough Hermione uh, because Hermione always had that bag she could pull a million things out of, and uh, Harry so this Potter. recipe, yeah, Harry Potter, um, this recipe is near and dear to me because I found the source of it, I was able to share with people that within five days they can. You start it, feed it, and be baking with it. It's because there is some help from commercial yeast getting it going, whereas a traditional sourdough, you take 21 days to absorb the ambient uh, microorganisms and bacteria and yeast. So you, you have a cheater starter using some commercial yeast, but within five days, you're baking with it. And then I published 12 recipes that are absolutely scrumptious. Um, sweet sourdough chocolate cake and cinnamon buns and uh, a no <laughs> bread. And oh, so these God. recipes are in the new uh, Eat Alberta First book that I'm writing, and there's a the whole chapter on how to do it and the beautiful things that come out of it. Um, and banana bread, date loaves, muffins, and so that Dakota is my favorite recipe.
1: Wow, Hermione, oh.
2: who? Knew? But
1: have you? I have never heard of sourdough chocolate cake.
2: Oh my God! My mother made uh, about twenty chocolate sourdough cakes for the church sale every year, and she only charged twenty dollars per cake. And they're ma- they were massive things, um, and people would line up for them. And uh, she, so you know, that's a great childhood memory. Her cakes rose so high, she would cut the top off, dab some icing on it, and hand us the top. It was like an instant Whoopie Pie.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Jerry. Sourdough is so my that, favorite. That, oh, yeah.
2: Well, this is the easiest sourdough ever. So,
0: Okay. I have some my questions for you after, <laughs> after the cast. I've got some ideas. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it to our listeners just because I don't want to get them excited. But I've got some ideas around some possible Facebook lives. Mm, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyways. I have been... Tr- okay. So I just... Just sidebar. I have been trying my hand at sourdough for the last like... Oh, my gosh. Five or six years. my ex-husband was actually quite talented at sourdough. And so he would make it, and he'd try to teach me. And for whatever reason, I'm like I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm a really good cook because I grew up like i in in the industry. And so I love cooking. It's something I do like every day. so, and i'm and I'm quite a good baker, and I normally don't like measure anything. and I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants with my baking. So it's been really frustrating because, I cannot get my starter to work like ever. So I'm very interested in this because it's, it's like not fun for me at all. I get very frustrated. Well, the nice thing about this
2: sourdough starter is you can freeze it when you're not going to use it for two weeks. So that's how I've kept it going since 1994. I mean, some years it might've spent the whole year in the freezer, but it always comes back to
0: life. Wow. Because yeah, and you know, Karen, I suck at looking after my starter. I'm just terrible at it.
2: Well, as long as you remember to freeze it until you want to use it again, you'll be fine.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is so
1: <laughs> Okay, so then you got to answer the next question of where's your favorite place in the world to eat? Because you've been everywhere.
2: <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that evasively and just say that anytime I'm in someone's home, that is my favorite place in the world to eat. And I've been fortunate to be in a lot of people's homes around the world. You know, um, I think it really is a small world. And, you know, we were going to San Sebastian in Spain a few years back. And a friend of mine in Nelson says, oh, you have got to meet my husband's best friend. He grew up there. And, you know, so then we're in the home. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to be in somebody's home, I'm going to ask them for, to teach me how to cook something. So we learned to make paella in Basque country and you know at the time I was working for CBC radio so I got to do a whole thing on that or uh, yeah and I guess you know every time we go to India we're in people's homes it's just such an honor and it just takes travel to a whole other level one time in France my cousin's best friend married a French woman so we were in Paris and they had us over they said oh come over about eight and you know we went for dinner we got there about 8 and we didn't leave there till 2 in the morning and i said and you're going to work tomorrow i don't start work till 10 right so
1: you got to love the french man they're so awesome
2: yeah so i think you know uh in thailand last year we were in people's homes and uh i think that that is where you really connect so it doesn't matter where in the world i am but if i'm in somebody's home in their kitchen that is just simply the best experience in the world for me
0: i love that when i was i did a solo trip to europe in 2018 and one of my favorite memories was i made this wonderful friend in florence elena and she invited me into her home on my last evening in Florence and made me homemade risotto. And we went to the market together and got all the ingredients. And we picked out some wine. And we just hung out with her and her boyfriend and their cat and drank wine, same thing, till probably 3 in the morning. <laughs> and then um, had beautiful risotto together. And she and I have stayed in touch for the last 2 years. We probably talk on a weekly basis. They, just had, they had a pandemic baby. Um, and we'll we'll be friends forever. So that's one of my, yeah, I agree that those,
2: you know, what people crave, you know, uh, following mm, business models. If you, you know, you look at the different economies, you know, we are transitioning, we've been agrarian, industrial, uh, information services, and now everybody wants experiences, but the ultimate level, the ultimate economy is transformation. People will pay for a transformative. Uh, what we all crave is is transformation, right? So, eating with somebody in their home, getting to know them on that level, you get to know their culture. That is fulfilling for human beings. So, you know what you just described there. You a friendship forever. That's what it's all about.
0: Connecting over food. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. This is like the greatest cast ever. Karen, thank you for coming on. We loved having you and hearing your story. Well, this is the most lovely Friday morning I've had in a long
2: time. Good. Uh, So thank you both for this privilege. And uh, I'm thrilled to uh, sit and reflect a little bit as well because, um, you know, I do have uh, 373 more boxes to sell and they're all sitting here in my office staring at me. (laughs)
0: Well, we will definitely link to all of yeah. these.
2: Not get to your, worry. <laughs> get your chocolate cuz there's nothing. I mean, we're probably all
1: going to be spending Valentine's alone for yes. the lockdown, so you might as well like
2: get yeah. your chocolate. Yes. Make yourself yeah, feel right. good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.